Episode 4, the Bunta Eve Classic, otherwise known as the Pod Race. What the fuck? Hello, you are listening to Star What the F***. I am your host, Jason Tagmeyer, and with me is... Marty Cobb. And without us is... Alex Strang. <laughs> Who is out getting power converters from Tashi Station. It's quite the drive. Yes, he couldn't be here with us. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about... Uh, we, we just finished watching the scene, just to refresh ourselves, the lovely, lovely scene of the Bunta Eve classic, which is otherwise known as the Pod Race. Yes. Yes, we did just watch that scene. And it made me remind myself how long that scene is. It's it's not terrible. It's probably one of the better scenes in The Phantom Menace. But it is ten minutes long. And I feel like if you had cut it down to even... Seven or eight? Yeah, you know? even if it was like seven minutes, just three minutes off, I think it would have been just a little better. But, you know, it's fine as it is, I and guess. It's smack in the middle of a slow... Slow paced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, um, as a racing scene, like, if this was a racing movie, I would say that this is a well shot racing movie, or at least maybe not well shot, but at least well put together. It's engaging enough as it is. I might argue that it's more of a fight scene than a racing scene. <laughs> well, it's true, because you, you're, you're fighting against only two people, right? Like, only two people matter. Yeah. And even then, like, you know, they. You know he's not going to win. He's still Sebulba. Poor guy. So this is not just any pod race. It's the Bunta Eve classic. Um, what is Bunta Eve? Do you know? Um, I do not, actually. But I assume that Bunta Eve is some kind of holiday that celebrates, I don't know, the huts? It, it is about the huts. That's, that's the one thing that I did know about it. Um, uh, Bunta Eve was one of three holidays established to commemorate the victories of the huts against the Parliament... Parliament of Moralan and was named after Bunta the Hut. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. So they have three holidays based off of one event? <laughs> they must be, like, that must be, must, that must be the most defining event of their history. <laughs> Otherwise, man, they just like to celebrate. <laughs> well, Bunta the Hut was the hut who gave his name to the holiday. He was, a, he was a nice guy. He gave his name to the holiday. Uh, <laughs> so we know nothing about he it. He ascended into godhood after the definitive victory against the Parliament of Moraland. Well, no, because the other thing that was to say, is Bunta Eve really a holiday? Because Eve would... I mean, it, Bunta it, is probably the holiday. Yeah, it's probably Bunta... Uh, and that's when Bunta Claus, I assume, or Bunta <laughs> Claus the Hut, uh, <laughs> delivers presents to all the good huts and boys. Uh, so, so... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 this one was classic. This one was the classic. Well, I think um, classic in races usually yes. refers to the use the, of classic. Event, uh, yeah. Right. Well, they usually refers. It might refer to the event, like um, I'm sure that that it's named after that. But I always assume that classic usually referred to like, you know, when you use a classic race, okay. like a classic race would be between cars of older cars. Gotcha. Um. But, uh, or maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a racer guy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, could these, could, all these pod races could be classics. That's true. We don't, technically they probably aren't because Anakin was able to enter and his was custom. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing about this, this race is 
it's made up of these pod racers, which are essentially, um, they're all pretty much the same in, I guess they were probably the requirements. The, just like any sort of car race you would have. There don't seem to be any weight requirements because Sebulba's is like five times the size of Anakin's. But uh, a pod race, it's a pod racer itself consists of, uh, you know, your little seat cockpit and the two, Rat, like jet engines, turbine engines, pretty much in the front. Um, they are like rocket or motor ty- or combustion engines. Like they're just these front engines that exist. I don't really see the practicality in a vehicle like this. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting vehicle to race because. As you see in the scene, they're super fragile. I mean, they're flying <laughs> through rocky terrain, and one little tiny rock or unit of uh, item of any sort seems to tear one to shreds. I mean, they're held together by like two threads, and uh, <laughs> they just, I mean, it doesn't seem like the most ideal. Like a land speeder race might seem more fitting. Well, that's like the, um, the pod racing. Um, Comes from probably, I mean, I'm just guessing here, but uh, in Knights of the Old Republic, they did swoop racing, which was basically like a motorcycle-y land speeder. It wasn't like the 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 uh, the speeders from um, Revenge of the uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. The speeder the, bikes. The speeder bikes. They were just sort of like these bike-like uh, speeders, and I assume that pod racing is basically the evolution of that with a much more dangerous, stupider vehicle. So here's something interesting. History. The pod racer evolved from the animal-drawn carts used in racing sports, and later, the swoop racers, like you said. Animal-drawn carts. That makes sense, but... Yeah, I, that's right. That makes sense. Yeah, it's basically like George Lucas wanted a scene from Ben-Hur. Yes, absolutely. And then, like, he just... You know, it's like, what's, what we could do we do with that? Put two massive engines attached via power lines to a, <laughs> to a vehicle, and then give it, like, energy... That binds them. That little electricity, like <laughs> it apparently it binds them together. Because we see it in the sequence doing this. That it holds um, Anakin's like t- uh, tow cable breaks off during the sequence. Yes, about uh, I would say about three minutes in, and he kind of puts it together with like a claw reachy arm thing. Uh, but uh, um, like, but it's still held on there by this energy beam. Uh, but I, I just want to look at, like, the pod racer itself, the, the vehicle, because I don't understand anything about how this works. So apparently it has a combustion engine. What does it run? Is it is it fans? Are there fans in there? It looks like there's fans in there, but, like, how does a fan... There was be- definitely a fan in the one that the, uh, the little, the little bot, the little droid workers got sucked into yeah in that one shot so i'm just going to assume that you could if you can correct me after i'm finished um that they function by they have a wind generator basically what it is is that the uh the chariot the back piece i don't know what they call it Uh, Uh, there is a name for it i will think of it aka look it up um it is that little chariot and it's basically Basically only has a repulsor lift, or whatever they're called. The things that, that the anti-gravity devices that keep things floating, like the land speeders. And it only has one that doesn't actually move it forward. It just keeps it up. And these two things just generate wind power to push it forward. Definitely. But, I mean, that's that's really stupid. <laughs> In my well, opinion. Like, I can give you something much stupider. Ready for this? What? 
the 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 craft the the section that the racer uh, sits in the yeah. title and the name of that it's called a pod. Uh, why did I even think of that? <laughs> oh that's, uh, I mean, I guess that's to be expected. They are pod racers, aren't you, they? You would have thought of it, but neither of us did. Um, I'm going to continue to call it a chariot <laughs> for my own. Because uh, I think chariot racer would have been a fun name. That's probably what they were in. Well, no, there was no second draft for this script, I'm sure, so. Um, oh yeah. So my thoughts on this 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 whole pod race scene is, you know, we've we've said it's a little long and things like that, but it has a really bad rap. Uh, in it, like the toys, uh, have kind of not gone over so well over the years. The every everyone kind of looks at it and and kind of turns a. You know, turns away from it and everything. But I rewatching it here, I feel like it's it's cool because they they threw all these weird characters in. They gave each racer a little little uniqueness to it. Each each pod. Um, there, I don't know. I I feel like there's something something there that's really cool that I don't know about it smack dab in the middle of this film and and things like that. It, but like as a thing that happens in the Star Wars universe, I'm uh, I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm going to make a very controversial statement, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if exactly how controversial this is, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think Phantom Menace is the best of the prequel trilogy. Wow. I do not, because um, Attack of the Clones does nothing for me. As I watch it nowadays, I'm more bored than anything, and Revenge of the Sith is just okay. I'll make but, an even more bold statement, as I've said I like Revenge of the Sith better than Return of the Jedi at times. <laughs> I, I will disagree with you on that, but that's... It depends on the day, the mood. Let, let's snack in into this. We're just going to die. Yeah. People are just going to kill us. Um, but uh, I so I think all the like the action sequences in in Phantom Menace, if they were in a better structured story, yes. they would be fine. Because I think that the, it's well put together. Uh, even, even I'll admit that the CGI still holds up a lot better than the other movies, especially Attack of the Clones, in which everything looks fake. Yeah, so go a uh, quick note on the CGI in this in this scene. Um, I think Watto always looks looks pretty solid. He he's I feel like they spent their whole wad of cash on Watto, which is weird because he's the character I wouldn't have picked to be the one that you would spend all your money on. What uh, he, well, he's not even going to be action figurey like like yeah. Jar Jar. If you had spent all of your budget making him look good, I could see that being the reason because at least George Lucas thought that this would be the best selling character. Yeah. Um but the the other CGI element that's like like the lighting feels weird, like Jabba's super bright, but I feel like the worst CGI element is is the pod race announcer. They just look soft and cartoony in the background of the yeah. scenes. Yeah, they looked soft and weird when they were in the studio doing uh, our, uh, <laughs> our quiz game. Why the pod race? Not why did George Lucas throw a, a scene in the middle of the film, but, you know, um, why even go here for, for uh, you know, Wada was, I mean, Anakin was going there for the for the prize money. Yeah, Am I right? Well, the, the only logical answer as to why this scene exists is to sell toys. This is a great way to do it. Sort of. I think it's to sell toys, but I think even more to sell toys was, and it might not have gone over so well, and I don't know if they've ever done it, but to to make a like theme park ride. That's I feel the thing. like that's like, or even to make a video game as well. Well, that that's the thing is that I think more people remember the pod racing video game. Yeah. 
the N64 one and the awesome arcade one where you got to sit in the little Anakin pod. Yep. I think that stuff is more remembered than the scene itself is. <laughs> um, but the merchandising, it threw... How many uh, How many characters did they throw into the scene? There was... Um, uh, there's at least, what, eight, I would say. I mean, uh, going off the top of my head. Uh, I, I think... I remember they made action figures for, you know, a good chunk of them, and I wanted every single one of them because... To me, the pod race uh, uh, was almost, and this is kind of a weird thing, but it's almost like the cantina scene of, of the Phantom Menace because it introduced all these eyeball characters that were new, you know, species that you never saw before, and things like that. So it, it kind of has that feel of the cantina scene where it's all about the discovery of these new character types. Yeah, but all of these ones have a specific thing. If I don't know if you've noticed, but all of the characters that were introduced, or all the species that were introduced in the pod racing scene, are all small. They are all small. That is a thing, because um, they it's, are... I guess it's like like jockeys in, in horse racing. Yeah, they the are. The lighter the weight, the faster you're going to go. Well, it is a thing, because um, uh, this is um, mentioned in the movie that apparently pod racing can only be done by the small, which is that the, the, the pods, or chariots as I keep calling them, is... Um, it's just, they're just tiny. Yeah. Uh, and that the lighter weight would make more sense, especially if they work the way I explained it. Um, so, like, having a lightweight. And um, apparently, all... Uh, pod racing requires really fast reflexes. Okay. To actually control. Now, I disagree with that statement, because <laughs> they don't go fast enough, I, th- I feel, to actually... Seem like like they go at about the same speed as an F one racer, or at least it seems like it looks like it's dangerous as hell. Yeah, two people die <laughs> <laughs> in the race. That's <laughs> one of those things that I don't think they like. We can read about it on Wikipedia and see who came in second, third, and fourth, and everything. But it seems like everybody died or crashed except for Anakin. And you know, like yeah, because um, there are six winners. That are listed on Wikipedia. There are six uh, six places at least. There's probably... It probably keeps going. I would say there's probably about 12. I remember that the video game has at least like a dozen and a half characters. So let's go from... Let's... You know, second place. Uh, who is the second place winner of the Boonta Eve Classic? That we should all know and love and remember forever. He's got second place. Name? Gasgano. And I recall... Gasgano is the four-armed little... Thin, yes. sticky guy. With, with the... Yep, that's exactly him. He's got four arms. He's got little, like, weird mushroomy elbow things that bust out. And um, a huge neck, kind of like a... Um, Camonian? Like a Camonian. Or Caminoan? Uh, I don't know how Camino, uh, Like a siphon... Not siphon deal, Like a... Um, Lamasu? Lamasu. Like a Lamasu. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and he's got... He's got like four fingers and four toes, and it's it's just a really bizarre looking design. I think uh, the, they did make an action figure of him, and I remember it. And I these were awesome. I loved the action figures. I the only thing I really have much to say about Gascano is I really think that that headpiece, like the the <laughs> thing he's wearing, is really weird. Like it's a little too big. Well, he's got like these gigantic goggles. Do you think they're prescription? All right, so all right, we'll <laughs> talk about the goggles because I have a note here. Talking about Anakin and his style. I mean, they couldn't have made Anakin look any worse in this scene. <laughs> like, his little round, dumpy head and these 
like goofy round goggles, like surrounded by these really cool aliens, you know, like like Gasgano and all the, all the rest and Saboba and everything else. Like Anakin just looks. He just. I I feel like Anakin just looks terrible in this scene. Oh, absolutely. I um, Anakin just. Especially when he goes into CGI, you can tell. Like, he's really stiff. <laughs> but, I, I mean, like, that's the thing, is that the character's very stiff throughout the whole thing. He doesn't react to anything. Like, you know how he gets really annoying um, during the the, fight, the the assault on the, the, the ship thing? Yes. When he blows it up, he does all these really weird reactions. Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, woohoo, and all of that. He doesn't do any of that in, pod, <laughs> in the pod race. And I think it's really weird, like... You would want your character to have reaction shots. Yeah. Like, even if it was just like when, um, um, what's his name? It begins with an R. Rattles. Uh, Rats Tyrell. Rats Tyrell. When he dies and he does that hilarious scream, you would think that they would show a shot of him looking back. Yeah. And then maybe like, you know, like oh crap, I, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> so would you say the CGI characters outacted Anakin? <laughs> <laughs> I think most CGI actors out acted Anakin in that movie. I just, I feel like he just, he just looks so not cool. And and it's the, it's the scene where you want him to look cool and you want to be, you want to root for him. This is, this this is the scene that's supposed to establish that Darth Vader is a great pilot. Yeah. And and, I mean, he dodges a couple things here and there and he survives the race. So essentially that happens, but Darth Vader looks like a, That's the thing, though, is that I don't think anyone could look cool on a pod racer. Like, I think it's just the fact that these things are pod racers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think, like, you could actually get Darth Vader in that pod racing N64 game. And I don't remember that. (laughs) And that sounds hilarious. That does sound hilarious. But I think it's just because, like, I can imagine, like, he has, like, a giant bulbous head. Like, yep. he, it's just like a chibi version His of His legs hanging over the edge because they don't fit in there. <laughs> like, he's just awkwardly in it, like, I'm gonna win this again. <laughs> Cape blowing in the wind. But, like, he is now, like, a hundred... He weighs at least, what, 600 pounds more than he did back then. So, like, the thing's kind of dragging as he's <laughs> as he's moving. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, all that metal has to weigh him down. Amazing. So, let's talk about one of the best pod racers of all time character. Uh, I assume that you're talking about Klieg Holdfast. <laughs> no, it was not. Who, who looks like a You know like people say that in Return of the Jedi everything looks too muppety. <laughs> Klieg Holdfast looks like a muppet. That's really all I have to say about him. But like on his picture on Wikipedia, he is a muppet. <laughs> so somebody <laughs> who's not quite muppety but but quite uh uh, the standout is Ben Quadraneros. Ben Quadraneros definitely is the most, really the most bizarre. He he gets grouped in with a whole bunch of um, I don't I don't know if anybody's ever actually grouped them together, <laughs> like, but uh, in my mind he kind of gets grouped in together with all of the really weird alien species that were introduced in the prequel series that are extremely cartoonish. Yeah, I mean he's like he's basically a a huge face. Like his, his his he has little tiny legs and hands, but he's got this face that looks like I don't even know. It looks so like it's made out of clay, or I don't even know how to explain his face. But he's got this massive chin, these huge cheeks, and it's it's so fake looking and 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 
stretched out and ridiculous. I don't know how to explain it. There's an amazing drawing. Uh, it's got to be from a comic, some sort of illustration of him, like all decked out. Looks like nineteen seventies Ben Quaternaires. He looks fantastic. I love the glasses that he's wearing in this picture. It's on the Pod Racer Wikipedia article. It's like we will have to link it. It's yeah, too good. But it's also, like him I, in his prime. I wanted to point out that also in this picture, Cleeg Holfast. Who is now my favorite Muppet? Um, <laughs> looks awesome. Like he looks like a Borderlands character that shouldn't be there. <laughs> but Cleek Holdfast, he has this massive butt chin <laughs> in this picture. Wow. But I think the best part, and this is in every picture of Cleek Holdfast, is his hat. Or whatever you would call that thing that he's wearing. It has three trumpets. On it, like no, you're talking about Ben Quadrineros. Ben Quadrineros, I'm sorry, not so, not Cleek. Go, so going back, uh, Ben Questioners has a massive butt chin in this image. <laughs> He's got this weird smile on his face, and his lips are just the oddest thing I've he ever seen. He kind of looks like... You know what he reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of depictions of comic of comedical characters in animes. They usually have larger lips. Yes. And they have, like, weirder faces. I mean, that's definitely the way it looks, especially in this picture. Yeah. And the real thing, he kind of looks a little dumpier. Like, this is the young picture of him. <laughs> and... In the movie, he's kind of, like, older. I just... I don't get him. He's the weirdest Star Wars character. He and... There's a guy that exists on the council that we see in Attack of the Clones. We'll probably talk about him later. That looks really cartoonish. And he's one of those things that I find to be one of the big mistakes that they did a lot in, a Yeah. Um, in what's it called? Just um, in their character design. But I, I don't know. It's... It's so bizarre. It's that one that I that I love for some reason. I think there's like it's almost it kind of reminds me of like a Mana Man from Return of the Jedi who just it's bizarre and almost doesn't belong there. Or even um like the Efont Man or Efont Man, which is the huge weird. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, I I, I can agree with you there. But who I, knows? He just gets mad. His pod racer breaks apart. Like, yeah, I think he's the most. Well, I can't say he's the most unfortunate. That one guy died. I was gonna say he's the most animated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he's definitely one of the weirdest. He he's kind of the character that gets unfortunately uh, uh, stopped right at the beginning of the race. Yeah, he's def um, and there's a couple of them that. I mean, like, nobody makes it through the race. It says six people, you know, survive, but I feel like everybody just blew up, died, or... Yeah, I know. feel like most people got hurt more than they did anything else. Because um, they, they look like they got, like, killed, like, eight times. I, I'm pretty sure that you probably see the same one crash twice. I'm, I mean, I didn't pay attention <laughs> that much, so I'm probably wrong there, but that wouldn't surprise me. So, um, one of the things we talked about was, uh, you know, before the, the, the pod race scene starts, you know, you're going to bet on somebody. Looking at all these these racers, obviously you're going to bet on Anakin because you, you know that he's got to... Yeah, without, <laughs> without knowing who is going to win. Imagine that you're in the audience, right? Who would you bet on when you looked first? Looking at the ships, I mean, the, the ship, the, the different pod racers look really cool. Odie Mandrell, I would go for my winner. Odie Mandrell has this pod racer that's, like, it's just a little ball with his little ball uh, pod in the back. It's so tiny, I feel like it could roll if it had to and survive the elements in this in this desert sand. You know, I'd hate to be the obvious one here, but you know who I'd bet on? I'd bet on Sebulba. Yeah. I look at it and I go, the engines are just massive 
And he has to weigh at least only 30 pounds. So I think he has a good weight to class ratio. Um, but be honest, if I was without knowing anything about pod racing, because the only thing we know about pod racing is who wins that round and that Saboba is one of the best. <laughs> so like if I'm going into this and I know pod racing, I would probably bet on Saboba. But if I don't, my bet would be on Rats Tyrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rats Tyrell was the he he's he's a little squirm I mean they're all kind of a little squirmy, but a little pointed head, lots of teeth. Uh he looks like a rat. I mean he he he, he's he's pretty cool looking. I I like Tyro, and you see him a lot in the uh, you see his species a lot in um uh, the anime series the uh, the 3D one, the Clone Wars. Um, but the thing that makes Tyrell or Tyrell or however you say his name, it's got an extra e in it. Um, what I think makes it stand out, what makes him the best, is his death screech. He makes this weird little <laughs> noise. When he dies, and it is hilarious to me. I don't know. I could watch that clip on repeat. <laughs> like, um, it's a. I guess we should probably have him be uh, our dedicated to. Um, he's been dead for a very long time. This episode <laughs> was dedicated. So I'm looking at mine, and Odie Mandrell's is not the one I was looking at. It's Elan Mack is the the little tiny ball one. Oh yes, uh, Elan Mack has. Uh, yeah, Odie Odie Mandrill has like this, you know, cylindrical shape. It's it's pretty. It's pretty pretty massive. I would say it's probably. I can't say it's the most generic because all of them look very different. Yeah, I think I I feel like the, the 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 character design and the and the vehicle design on these was was super strong too in in a, in a film that I couldn't even name five of the other vehicles you know like yeah. the like the vehicles in the prequels are, are all kind of boring but the pod races the pod racers themselves are there's so much character in them so here's a, something that you can't you can't talk about the pod race and not mention the tuscan raiders shooting at them from the sidelines <laughs> i feel like that's the most bizarre thing they've ever done <laughs> the tuscan raiders they, they they take on two like Way too um, sophisticated of a state in in standing off the side, shooting and cheering. Uh, it, it feels like they're out of character at that point. Yes, actually, I just realized something. The Tuscan Raiders were not precise enough to shoot at that sand crawler. Right? That's what that's what he says they shoot at. Right? <laughs> but they were precise enough to shoot at a pod racer because they hit. They hit Anakin. <laughs> Gaping hole in the Star Wars universe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, the Stormtroopers can't hit anybody. They never shot one character. I'm pretty sure they don't even win any victories, except for maybe one of the one of the X-Wings in the first movie. But uh, otherwise... Those blaster marks are way too accurate for sand people, <laughs> is my fudged line of that, but... They hit a moving target <laughs> of a tiny child in a tiny pod. Wow. Yeah, I, you're right. I like to think that there's a chance, though, that there's an alternate Star Wars universe where they hit him. <laughs> and there's just this awful accident that it causes. Um, but I don't get it. What are the Tusken Raiders doing there? Are they, is this a fun thing? Are they like, I'm bored, I got a full, fully charged laser rifle? Like, to me, they're... They're no longer these like 
savage warriors. They're like hoodlum kids that sit around and, and you know, throw something off of the uh, overpass at cars. Like, yeah, they take on a very uh, weird teenage quality there that you don't see in their other, you know, savage scenes. Yeah, because otherwise, like, they don't use a gun. In the in the first movie, but apparently they have them because I think they carried them, but I, I don't think they yeah. used them. At least the action figures had them. Um, I mean, like they had to have known they've had to have used guns before because apparently they are not precise enough to take out that sand crawler. But um, <laughs> so they can't take out the sand crawler, which, <laughs> which is probably the biggest thing. It's literally like three barn sides. So if you say somebody like I can't hit the broadside of a barn, you should be able to hit like. Eight. You That's should be able to hit the broadside of three barns. <laughs> yeah. So they can't hit that, and it's moving at, you know, negative one mile an hour. The pod racers are moving fast enough that human beings can't drive them for some reason, and that the only human being that's ever been able to drive one and win a race is Anakin because he's that good at the Force. That's the only reason why he's capable of riding that thing. So these going things have to be going fast, or at least... Technically, in the movie, they don't seem like they're going that fast. There's only one explanation. They they didn't think they were going to hit it, and that's why they were cheering, was they've been trying this for every Boonta Eve of all time, and finally one of them shot one of them. Craig, out of sheer luck. Craig the Tuscan Raider, he got that one shot. He's remembered for history and forever now, because he hit that one kid that one time, and everybody was... Actually, they hit him twice. <laughs> that's true. They got, they got Anakin twice, I believe. Actually, I have another question about the Tusken Raiders when they shot Anakin. Why did it make that noise? It made a noise of an actual bullet hitting hitting it. Like, But it was a laser. We, we see that they're shooting a laser gun. Which is one thing that they shouldn't have. Like, I feel like if they had a regular good old, like, rifle... I thought they had a rifle. Is it, is, it wasn't a rifle? But, it, no, because, like, it might have been. We don't really, like... You hear a noise that sounds like a ding on metal on metal. I want it to be a rifle. I want it, yeah, I want it to be a regular rifle. But when we see it later, it's it's laser when it, mm. when in outer shots. Now it could have just been that they were trying to emphasize that it was a, that they're shooting further. Yeah, and that they just kind of like it was originally meant to be regular bullets, but the lasers because it's Star Wars. Um, so here's but, a question to the listeners: Have you ever been to a NASCAR race or any type of car race? Because I. Well, I haven't. I feel like it's only exciting when the car's, you know, passing by you. This, to me, seems like it's that extended by, like, 500 miles of sand, and it only passes by you, and then you never see it again. And there's all these weird scenes of the people cheering, and here comes Anakin, we see him down there, and, like, a minute of screen time later, he passes. (laughs) That's the thing, is that, like, with NASCAR... The NASCAR ring isn't that long and has a stadium built around it. So, like, you could sit at it and watch it from every angle. And, um, so, I mean, this would be closer not to NASCAR, but to regular racing, which you would have a track that's weirdly shaped. Yeah. So, um, but you're not watching this on TV because the only person that has a TV in the audience is, um, Anakin's mom. Um, what's her name? Shmi. Shmi. And... Shmi has a little TV that's apparently somehow managing to keep track with these these vehicles. They're not there doesn't appear to be any cameras around any places. No. And there's other places to stand. We see the main stage area, but there are people in other places. There's like this overpass yep. that they pass by that all these people are standing around. But like none of this seems like it would be fun to watch because it would be like you watch it once and you go, 
Okay. No, because the best parts all happened in the middle of nowhere. Every, all the crashes yeah. and everything. Yeah, uh, just kind of bored standing around like a circle. Like, okay. Well, now that they passed, they got like 10 minutes. Um, Want to <laughs> like draw on the wall or something? I, I don't know. There's there's another weird thing about it is is just the, the track itself is... It's almost like, how do you track the track? How do you know where you're going? Uh, there were some weird underpasses and overpasses that it seemed like they were kind of prominent in in where they were going, but there's no markings or anything. Like, is, is it just follow the leader? <laughs> if yeah. you're the leader, are you just paving your way? Yeah, I don't know, because... Yeah, because where, like... Now, it could be that it's all in this one, like, ravine. Like, it's all... But it can't be, no, because you don't see... Because there's that whole area where it's completely open, so it can't be enclosed by mountains or anything like that. It's, it's not... So here's a little bit. It's called the most the Mosespa Circuit. The Mosespa course mostly turned around Ben's Mesa. It blazed out of the arena onto the Starlight Flats, an early stretch of the desert, an easy stretch of the desert where aggressive pod racers jockeyed for strong starting positions. Um, it opened up into the Mushroom Mesa, a rocky expanse dominated by immense bulbous rock formations. Met a drop, a sudden escarpment. Dropped the racers into the Ebe Crater Valley, where they again had to navigate a narrow opening, the Notch, to enter Beggar's Canyon. Um, which we know of Beggar's Canyon from... Luke says it. That's where he, that's where he goes to hunt womp rats. Yep. I just read all that, but it doesn't tell me. You know. Is there a map of the course? Um, yeah, so there's there's a map of the course. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know how they know where they're going. Because, I mean, like, at least on a regular racetrack, everything's on tarmac. You know, you're just going to follow the road. Exactly. This, you can race over anything <laughs> like so i have one final question if you could take any if you had a race of every star wars character in the universe all of them and they were all pod racing at once who would win that pod race oh man this is tough so they got to be small so max rebo sorry you know, he was my first choice in his little round keyboard uh, pod. Oh, that pod would look so awesome. Uh, I just, I feel like while it's great, he's going to be slow but steady and not win the race. See, I would say, like, my first thought would be like, Darth Vader would probably could win, but he weighs like 800 pounds with just metal, um, plus whatever James Earl Jones weighs. Um, probably a lot. Uh, no, no offense to him. Um I, I feel like he it would weigh him down just enough that it would be a problem. So I can't go with him. Because despite the fact that he won before, I don't think he'd be winning any better. Um, Salacious Crumb. Oh, man. He's got to weigh nothing. He seems like he's smart enough to actually control. He would be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, if I was to make like a pod racing game where, every, where I would just include every Star Wars character, I definitely would play as him every time. All right, so we got Salacious Crumb versus Max Rebo. Um, <laughs> well, Salacious Crumb, like the the only thing is, is that we don't really know how smart Salacious Crumb is. Like we know he laughs. We, we do know, know he, he laughs. We know that he sits on Jabba's lap thing, or like on a pillow curled up around that's curled around his tail. Max Rebo's pod would be the best sounding pod you ever heard. The the tones coming out of it, you would want to. Like, tie him in the race for most of it just to hear the music that comes out of it. What, uh, what song would it play? Would it play the original or the new one? Mm. I think both would be funny. <laughs> it, it's like 
12 minutes long, so <laughs> <laughs> probably got to play a couple songs. He's still I, doing a whole set. I'm sure Max Rebo's experimental album is fantastic. Oh. Hello, and welcome to the Star with the <laughs> Game Show. I am your host, Jason, and today's contestant is... I am L-E-B-O-2-D-9, also known as Lebo. Yeah, what he said. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Lebo, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you to uh, d- describe this item from the Star Wars universe. Uh, item, character, location. It could be. It could be anything. It's a. It's a. It's a thing in the entire Star Wars universe. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you the name of it, and you tell me what you think it is. You're going to win if you're close. You're going to lose because you're not going to know. Um, <laughs> this item is Stomper 1. Stomper 1. Well, I can assume it's the first of something. Um, it, it's probably like the slave one. I, I imagine it's, it's basically, it's a, it's a, um, it's a Mandalorian ship, similar to the style of Slave 1, maybe, because it is named with a 1. Uh, it is a Stomper. Um, it is a spaceship. It is owned by somebody crazy. It is the Stomper is probably in the cartoon series. Um, you know, I changed my answer. You know what it is? The Stomper one <laughs> is a Mandalorian ground vehicle that is basically their version of the ATST. That it just kind of walks and it just stomps on things. Like it doesn't have a gun. They just go out there and they're like, you know what? We're not gonna shoot you guys. We're going to crush you under our gigantic metal feet thingies. Wow, that answer is very good and and probably better than the real answer. <laughs> I might give you a bonus point just for that. Stomper 1 was a Galactic Alliance boarding craft used by Grandmaster Luke Skywalker and his party of YVH to retake Admiral Akbar from the Killix at the Battle of Tanupe. Stomper 1 was destroyed by Raynor Thull via the Force. However, Skywalker survived as well as the Bug Crunchers and successfully completed the mission in retaking the ship. Oh, it's not Admiral Akbar, it's the Admiral Akbar, which was a ship. What did you just say to me? <laughs> Something about Bug Crunchers. <laughs> what the heck is a Bug Cruncher? This wait, is from. We did the ship after Admiral Akbar? It's the Admiral Akbar. <laughs> And this was from the Swarm War. Just in case you want to read up on this on your, your, your own when you go home. Or the Swarm War, which was the third novel of the Darkness trilogy. Hopefully I didn't spoil anything for you Swarm War fans. Uh, well, it no longer is canon, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just a legend. <laughs> and thank you, uh, Lebo. Uh, thank you. For your, for your very creative answer. And I'll give you one point. Thank you for listening to the Bunta Eve Classic episode of Star with the. I am Jason Tagmeyer, and with me, Marty Kemp, and in spirit, Alex Strang. (laughs) We'll catch you guys later. This episode is brought to you by the Jawa Garage Sale, where the prices are teeny.